greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to the nicest level of the RPG cave. It's the 69th level of the RPG cave. I am nice. one of your hosts, the level 99 human arc mage, Ryan Turford, and I'm joined, as always, by the level 99 alphabetic, Mr. Garrett Bland. Garrett, how are you doing this lovely, lovely Monday evening? You know, we're, you know, week one into the week busiest one. game season of the year. So how are you doing? How are you coping, yes. my friend? I'm doing fine. I'm I'm having a blast with Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Um, wearing my Vita shirt, so I'm doing good, man. Nice, Rachel. nice. Just yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, the, it's getting warmer here in in Ontario. It's like 17 degrees outside where it was it was snowing mm-hmm. like a week ago. So just interesting. It, you know, the, things have been kind of weird here kind of lately but uh, 17 degrees sounds way too cold 17 well, degrees 17 Fahrenheit, celsius man celsius ah oh okay yes that is actually probably on the higher end that, that's in that's in that's pretty close to like 70 75 degrees kind of thing yeah yeah that's what i normally get in san francisco yeah. it's just like every day it's oh, just so mild i'm kind of it's kind of crazy it's it's actually phenomenal how how much of a microclimate it is here. I, I so, still can't believe that anyway. that's really actually a thing, Garrett. But uh, before we get into the show, <laughs> Garrett, I want to address something because every time, you know, we someone points something. out, um, you know, a franchise we haven't talked about before, played before, um, mm-hmm. especially between the two of us, if we both haven't played it, I always like to at least talk about a little bit on the show. So we got a tweet earlier sure. today from West 3 dp on Twitter, who was asked, who, you know, saw this cool, you know, earthbound, you know, Mr. Mr. Uh, Rogers neighborhood kind of reference where it was like this YouTube video yeah. of like the intro to Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. But instead of Mr. Rogers, it was, you know, earthbound characters instead. Um, mm-hmm. um, and in the tweet, he was, he was mentioning, oh, well, we need to get Garrett playing earthbound. Um, and yeah. to which your response was, no, I haven't played it yet. But uh, I, I put I had to actually mention in, in the tweet as well, because he had, you know, tagged me in it being like, oh, get Garrett to play Earthbound. But I don't know. I just don't really love Earthbound that much. So the reason I wanted to bring this up <laughs> is because we're just probably never going to do like an Earthbound or a Mother episode. And I kind of just wanted to, okay. to highlight that a little bit here, just because, I mean, I have played Earthbound before, but I just don't really like Earthbound at all like it, yeah. it's it's kind of like it, it's like this the weirdness of undertale but it's too weird for me like i just mm-hmm. i just can't get into the vibe of that game or the feel like undertale just i felt felt like just nailed the 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 formula that it gave like earthbound is going for where just so much more mm-hmm. um so for that reason i don't think we'll ever go kind of in depth with it garrett but um yeah i just thought it was funny because it's more like just trying to throw another game on garrett's backlog and i'm just like dude garrett's yeah. got like 30 rpgs i keep giving him every time he keeps coming to the show he just gets like five more rpgs he needs to play so so true the the thing is it's all these old role-playing games I have never played before. I know they're classic, but trying to get into them now, I can't. I have games I'm playing right now, and then I actually know probably the next four or five games I want to play Yeah, uh, that will carry me through the rest of the year. And then I got Fire Emblem Engage in January. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to like go to a classic RPG, go through it. It's, it's hard for me with Golden Sun. I, I understand it's people's like, top favorite game i get it <laughs> and um i think it's just a mixture of like they played it you know as a like a younger age or when they had time to like play this game and that grew memories with them of course they re- remind themselves of golden sun being a really great game because it's associated with those nostalgia memories i, I get it too i get a lot of 
that uh, feeling with older games as well that I played. Um, but it's just hard to go back to these role-playing games for me just because I'd rather play other games that are current right now. Yeah. And that, you know, I would like to be in the conversation uh, with other people that play the current games. But yeah, I mean, Earthbound, it's not out of the scope. It's just... It's really out of the scope right now. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got it, so I mean, many RPGs. That's just one of the reasons why I'm not, you know, breathing down your neck to finally finish, you know, Final Fantasy VII Classic or, you know, some of these other yeah. games, too, because I know that that that's just not your, you know, priority. And that's OK. Like, it, not everyone needs to, mm-hmm. to have like old games as a priority. Like, I just love playing old games, not just because I grew up with some of the games I'm playing, but I like to experience like new older games that I've never played before, because like. An yep. old game that came out in the 80s that I've never played before is a new game to me, or at least that's the way I look exactly. at it. Um, and, and I love kind of like old school game design and stuff like that, too. But I understand that, again, that's not for everyone. Or again, if you're not feeling an old game, like why why would you force yourself to play it? Right. So I totally get that sentiment with Golden the, Sign. The one thing that really gets me is like when I get into an old like like if I want to get into an older RPG, I think of a hundred of them. Right. I think of so many of them, I get paralysis. Like, I don't know what to start. And I'm in Golden Sun right now, and that's kind of like the peak right now. As When I'm in the mood, I will play that. Yeah. When I'm not in the mood, I will play Mario plus Rabbids or yeah. whatever other game. So Whatever is on the, the docket. Because, again, it's good that you've kind of planned out your holidays at least a little bit. Because especially because, you know, yeah. you don't have a ton of time to play games and stuff like that, too. Whereas, you know, I've, yeah. I, I end up usually having like a mountain of time on my hands to play games. Um, but mm-hmm. so then I, I like I'm less, you know, stringent on the planning. Although I do know, like speaking of RPGs, I will be playing, you know, Star Ocean when it comes out later this week, nice. I, I'm the person yeah, I'm going to be the one person at carpool gaming who plays that game. Um, so I'm, You're going to be the one person in general. That's, that's true. I, <laughs> this game. I, 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 I've been constantly referencing. I'm hopping on the grenade, this star ocean grenade on this one. <laughs> Cause I need to know, I need to know because it, because it'll either be in one or two camps. It'll either be really bad or it'll be really good. And I need to know which one it's going to be. So I I've looked at the trailer, like the final story trailer of this game. It looks not, it, it looks low B, high C tier. Let's just yeah. say that. Like, even the animations just looking, I was like, this is going to be not, don't don't yeah. expect it to be high praise, but I'm sure you know that. You oh, know yeah. The I played the demo, series. like, because the, there's a demo out for it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the visuals, you know, are on, you, your description was definitely on point with the visuals for that game. It doesn't look great, but, like, the, but yeah. the gameplay I actually found was pretty fun. Like, I kind of like the combat yeah. loop for it, so... Um, that's cool. why I'm actually excited to check it out. Plus, you know, I like the Star Ocean games um, and, and try Ace as well. Like, so I want to I want to support them a little bit and at least try it out. And again, it's to be like the big RPG this fall because um, we really don't have yeah. any other RPGs, you know, besides Mario Plus Ravis, which came out this week and Pokemon. Like that's that's pretty much it on um, RPGs coming out later. Or I guess mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about Tactics Ogre, but that's sneaking up on us, too. And then I guess Crisis Core is <laughs> out in December, too. So I guess that counts, too. Anyways. I guess so. But anyways, yeah, we should probably clear the dungeon because we're <laughs> like 10 minutes into the show. And we haven't even started talking about the topic this year. Sure. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right now over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming, or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed already. And then ding, 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 ring that bell to be notified whenever we put up new videos like we the gamer cast earlier this week with Robbie Bobby Miller. Shout out to Robbie Bobby Miller. In- Nice. chat 
by the way, it was actually a really good episode. So go and check out his interview with Sean Capri so over cool. on the YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to subscribe to us there. Don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help the show, you know, get discovered and help bring more people into the cave with us. Also, if you want the show a little bit early or if you want some of our exclusive content like Sweet Hangs, which we released a new episode of on Monday, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash carpool gaming through a little tip in the old tip jar and outcomes content. Um, also, we have a merch store. If you want an RPG cave t-shirt or another carpool gaming branded t-shirt, head on over there, bit.ly slash CPG merch. And then last but not least, Garrett, Extra Life is happening yes. next weekend. It's actually happening this next week. I misspoke when I said this. Uh, it was happening, you know, next oh, week, last week. Okay. Um, I got Makes tripped up because now. for what for whatever reason, when we were recording last week, Garrett, I thought you know Halloween was this week. When obviously it's not. Halloween's actually next. Uh, week. Yeah, we're a little too far forward here. All right, we're yeah. about to get into it. Exactly. So um, you can definitely check us out. YouTube.com slash Corporal Gaming. Um, we have a donation link. If you want to donate, we have yes. some amazing prizes, including a God of War Ragnarok collector's edition, a Final Fantasy 14 so cool. Endwalker collector's box, which is, you know, super rare. Um, we've also got, you know, Game Pass codes to give away um, a copy of, of God of War Ragnarok, all kinds of crazy stuff. So head on over to our Extra Life page. Man, I want to donate now. Where do I go? Do well, I go to Extra Life? Uh, carpool gaming. I gotta grab gaming? the link. It's like save the carpool uh, trophy. I think is what it's called. But uh, oh, okay, anyways, you can that. go to Phoenix Overdrive as well and yeah. just you know go to that website. Go to the, go to go, the Phoenix you'll, Overdrive. You'll find us. You'll find us there. But yeah. Anyways, Garrett, with all that out of the way, with all that hoopla yes. all done, it's time to read from the sacred texts because it is time to talk about an interesting topic that I came up with. Kind of out of nowhere this week, I, I, you know, of course, you know, as you do, Garrett, I, I was thinking in the shower about Sonic yes. uh, Chronicle, the Dark Brotherhood. And think about as we always do, as, as everyone always does. do. Yes. And uh, I was thinking to myself, hey, you know, what other non RPG series would make great RPGs? I think th I thought that would be a cool topic cool. for this week's show. So yeah. we're, we asked that exact question. So Garrett and I came up with a list of games. We didn't really come up with a, a, an exact number. So we're just going to talk about some of them. Um, I've also got some yes. honorable mentions on top of that. And then we also pulled the community as well. So thank you everyone for, who submitted what, what franchises you would love to see. And uh, well, that's going to be tonight's show, Garrett. So um, mm -hmm. I, I've talked a lot. Normally I would, I would say yes. I'll go first cause I've got five games, but I know you've got the shorter list, but I'm going to let you go first Garrett so I can drink a drink of water. So give me your first game. Yes. What, what do you want to see become an RPG series that isn't an RPG series already? Sounds good. Now drink your water. Yes. Hydrate. Um, thinking about this question, I realized a lot of series I come to enjoy and like video games in general their their RPGs are very close to RPGs. And so this actually took me a little bit outside the box. It's like, okay, what games I really do enjoy that are like totally out of bounds, like non-RPGs that I would like to see as role-playing games. And <laughs> I remember having this question on Nintendo Shack. Not not this specific question, but this answer applies to this question as well. Is like what kind of other Nintendo franchise or what nintendo franchise do you want make a different genre you know <laughs> um like what kind of spin and this this it's a brilliant like nintendo needs to approve this multi-million dollar 
game development project. I'm sure they would accept this proposal. Of course, it'll print grab, money, right? That it's just gonna, they'll just be doing this. Love that gif of the guy doing this with the money. Exactly. Star Fox. And you remember, you know, that that little franchise that uh, Nintendo forgot about back in the Wii U days. Yeah. You know, Star Fox Zero. We try to forget uh, Star Fox Zero, but I love Star Fox so much. It has been one of my favorite franchises of Nintendo alongside Donkey Kong. I want to I, I want Monosoft or some other studio and Nintendo just grab the corpse of, of Star Fox and, <laughs> and the franchise itself and make a genuine Star Fox role-playing game. And I think that would be so cool. Just in the sense of it's a very cool world. It's it's, it's human and like animal humanoid type of creatures, which is awesome. You can make your own clans and it's cartoonish, it's fun. Um, I would like it a little bit more like, let's say, in the Mass Effect mm-hmm. kind of setting where you have your own character. Maybe it's Fox McCloud. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It'd be cool if it's Fox McCloud because he has a lot of backstory with his father and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like have some choices. Who gets into your party? Who doesn't? You can get to pick your starship, customize that starship, and you can go out, have explorations with your with your crew members have quest lines man i just i think of like space and how deep mass effect goes and it would be a perfect setup for star fox because it has i think it has the lore it really does it Mm -hmm. has all the great lore from all the star fox games now just put it more in an rpg setting like i again i just go to mass effect as the blueprint for me because i think that would be perfect uh for the star fox franchise but anyways that's my first one that, what do you think, a, Ryan? That's a good idea. Now, first off, you know, it, it's uh, for a while there, it sounded very similar to another, this other game on the GameCube. I don't know if you've heard of this one, because I'm sure no oh, gosh, one on no. Nintendo Shack has ever asked about this game before. Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I tried to forget the, that one. A.K.A. Dinosaur <laughs> Planet, because, again, it was, ori- yes. it was originally like just called Dinosaur Planet, and then they just kind of attached the Star Fox IP to it. Um, yes. but so, so like I imagined in my head for, for, as you were reading that description, we're talking about it, like maybe a game like that. But then as you talk, start talking about the choices and the space battle stuff, like then I was like, okay, I'm like really on board with that. That sounds really, yes. really, really cool. Um, my question for you then, is it more like the, the combat, for example, when you're outside the spaceship, is it more like an action RPG? Yeah. Is it, or what kind of, what, what, how are you interacting with this game beyond the, 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 the space battle stuff from other stuff yeah it would it would definitely be more of an action rpg for sure and like you know it would be crew based so you can like order your crew members to go to certain places and cover an area Mm. i wouldn't think there would be too much action though outside of the the star fighting stuff i would okay it would be more narrative based more text based more decision based let's say um rather than action based i i don't uh plan it to be a the most actiony rpg there is um but it'll Maybe have some action if if it needs conflict outside of the starship. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, it feel like a, it, it might yeah. feel weird if it didn't have combat outside of it, or like, yes. and, unless of course, like again, you're not like it'd be different if you weren't exploring the planets at all. Because if you're exploring mm-hmm. the planets and you're walking around the planet, it would be weird to to just walk around and not have combat for long stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, like people might say that they're bored at that point. Um, especially mm-hmm. if they're on a planet that they're just not super excited to explore. 
Um, but yeah, yeah I, I could see that. But otherwise, you're right. Like if you were mostly going to spaceports or different areas on planets and then talking to people and doing stuff in like a base or something like that, or you were you it, it like was focused on puzzles and then you did, you know, starship stuff, then you probably wouldn't need to have like ground combat probably. Yeah, not too much. I was thinking more like the lore behind Fox with Wolf and then that clan and then you got Carnaria, that clan. Like you could just pick a side which clan do you want to be in. Uh, do you want to figure out if you want to destroy Andros or do you want to see what kind of motives does Andros have? Do you want to be a rogue person with your crew? I, I think, gosh, I could just go on and on about this. How yeah. how much like writing, I, I'm sure there would be so much going into this project so much creativity i think nintendo would not approve it at all but i i can dream yeah this this is like my dream Star Fox rpg i would totally be on on board for so last question i have for you before we move on to my first choice garrett will there be yes. um an option that's like a renegade option or like an andros option in the game um where you get to kick slippy toad out of a window will that be an option in yes. the game because like i, I need Absolutely. that in my life Yes, once you don't even have to hear Slippy Toad's voice. Yeah. You sh- actually, you you kick her out and she just go eh, like like she does in uh, Star Fox sixty four. You know, it was <laughs> the most high pitched sound in the world, and she's just gone. Excellent. Anyways, we, that, yes. that's what I needed to go. hear because that's because again that, that's one of my favorite you know <laughs> scenes from Mass Effect Two was is just the renegade option where you get to kick just a he, this dude's just giving you a random spiel about how you stand he you stand no chance against him you just kick him out the window oh it's so good I love that's that. what I think too I mean Starbucks you can have a definite bad side an evil side to it I think it would be so cool to to explore that so anyways. Nice. That's well, my pick. That's my number one pick, I think, Star Fox nice. as an RPG. Well, you know, speaking of choices, Garrett, I'm glad that you you started with the choice-based RPG to start off with because yes. my choice-based RPG was actually my number one pick too. Um, and it's actually the thumbnail for this video. And that is Infamous from Sony, mm. the superhero franchise. Um, yeah. I love. First of all, I love the Infamous games from Sucker Punch. They're so fun. They're like, mm-hmm. if you've never played them before, folks at home, they're, you know, third person action games where you have this giant open world to explore, like this, this city to explore. Um, but you play as Cole in the first two games and he has the power to control electricity. Um, and then the third game you play is uh, Dawson Rowe and he has a bunch of different powers. Um, that he has access to it's like the power of smoke and stuff like that and turn himself into smoke and do all kinds of smoke based things uh, which is why yeah. like again like the powers for example and the choices really made me think about infamous actually turning into like a really good rpg i think and and um the type of rpg i'm actually kind of imagining for infamous is like a semi-turn based rpg so um, think something like Final mm. Fantasy 12 or KOTOR yeah. where like your character auto attacks, but then you're issuing the abilities for your characters and you can like pause time to while you're doing that. Um, you can have like three mm-hmm. characters in your party, which kind of lines up with the three kind of main heroes in Infamous 2. So so Quo okay. and, and uh, Cole and, and that other person that I can't, can't remember, the, the girl who controls fire. It's been a long time, time since I played Infamous 2, but I haven't played Infamous 1 and 2, so I'm, you know, yeah, completely drawing a blank there. Oh, but, one <laughs> Sorry. Of, but one of the things that uh, is great about the Infamous games are, you know, the choice based gameplay and combat, because, you know, similar yeah. to the Bioware games, you know, Cole can either be a superhero or a supervillain and you can your choices mm-hmm. and, and your actions through your through the gameplay 
really kind of dictate what path he goes down. And then it also, you know, changes the narrative and the ending to the point where in Infamous 2, the you had two like completely different endings from each other and two completely final mm-hmm. sections of the game, depending on if you were good mm-hmm. and evil, that then they actually had to decide, OK, we're going to make the good ending, the canon ending for Infamous Second Son, because it, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be possible to do both because they were so different from right. each other. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a series that again, you could do a lot with similar to what you talked about with Star Fox. I think you could do a lot of the similar things, you know, with the dialogue, you know, you could have a lot of choice based stuff. You, um, the infamous story games are also really good with character dialogue as well. Like I love the character interactions and the, and the way like all of the characters kind of interact with each other. And depending on the choices Cole makes in the infamous games that we already have, um, I love the way that it affects, affects the other characters, which then I think would uh, port really well to an RPG. Um, but again, it doesn't even have to be a game about, you know, Cole or Delson. It could be about like any other three superheroes that are in the world, or you could have a party of like nine mm-hmm. superheroes and you pick three for your main party. And then you kind of go on this big adventure together. Like, I think there's a lot of potential mm-hmm. with like this type of game, especially because we don't have a lot of superhero RPGs. And that's it. We like, really don't. I think yeah. superheroes in general work really well for RPGs, especially because of the way like, you know, the way superpowers work for for superheroes. So um, I think Infamous mm-hmm. would make a really good RPG if Sony was to ever take this, the, the next step with that franchise, because it's basically been, you know, dormant since the launch of the PlayStation 4. They haven't made a new Infamous game since yeah. then because Sucker Punch moved on to, to work on Ghost of Tsushima after that. So um, mm. th- that's a franchise I would love to see come back just in general. But as an RPG, I think it would be like a standout. I think it would be awesome. And plus, like Sony just doesn't yeah. have a lot of RPGs in its staple currently. So I actually think it'd be even a good fit in Sony at this point. So, Garrett, what do you think? I'll, I'll ask you a few questions here. One is, you know, I played Infamous Second Son and First Light all the way through. I platinum it. I love those games. Um, I'm trying to navigate what's the main difference between what you're proposing and what I played. I think the main kind of difference is the gameplay and the content like like you say you want companions some choice dialogue but i feel like there's already choice in in this video game mm-hmm. so yeah can you just describe me a little bit what what is the main big differences well again the main between, big difference you highlighted yeah. it would be the combat yeah i think and not only that okay. too cool. i think they could really because the combat is slowed down i i think that opens them up to you know, making give like going deeper with the dialogue because in Infinite yeah. Second Son, for example, you've got some great cinematic moments in in Second Son, but for the most part, like ninety percent of that gameplay is either combat or traversing the environment. Where I yes. think it, uh, doing an RPG version of it lends you to making it more of a cinematic experience, and that's yeah. probably the biggest difference would be the way it tells its story. Um, and then combined with the the combat, like would feel totally different. Um, and not only that mm-hmm. too, but I wouldn't want it to be an open world game. I think it, it would probably be better if it was more of a linear experience as an mm-hmm. RPG. Or, or likewise, maybe you're yeah. going to multiple cities or something like that, or an open area of some kind. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like something again, like Kotor um, is like the example I really thought of as like the game that it, it kind of fits in yes. the mold of. Yeah. No, I totally get that. That's uh, yeah. Super neat. I, I would be down for that. I loved, I, I, again, I love the infamous Second Son. I played, um, I didn't have a PS3, and I wish I did, just because of the infamous games, because I really enjoyed Second Son a lot, and I heard Infamous 1 and 2 is good. I tried to play Infamous 2 um, via cloud streaming. 
uh, of course, cloud streaming, all the latency stuff with action games. I couldn't get really used to it, but man, I I hope they bring back Infamous. It doesn't seem like Sucker Punch uh, wants to go back to that series or really rush to go back to that series right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder who could, though, um, and see if they could put more of an RPG spin to it. That would be super neat. Yeah, like I love to see like it, it doesn't have to be Sucker Punch. Like I like that Sucker Punch ha- has kind of found its groove with Ghost of Tsushima and then whatever they come up with next. Oh, like, so I, good. Which is why yeah. like I, I would probably actually want like a different studio to make this. They either Sony contracts mm-hmm. someone else to, out to do it or they do it internally kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, but Garrett, before I go back to you, I kind of yes. want to get my second one out of the way because I'm going to have to double up at some point. I know we're going to have to. So go for it. We man. may as well double yeah, up yeah. right away because this one I think will be a lot quicker. But I think you might be on board with this one, um, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought about this one a lot when Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope came out this week. And I'm like, what game could fit in that? What kind of game series that doesn't do an RPG kind of fits in that mold? And the answer to that question, Garrett, this may surprise you. Resident Evil, I think, would actually fit mm. the Mario plus Rabbids model really well. Sure, it wouldn't be have like some of the goofy slide tackling stuff. From Mario Plus Rabbids, okay. but the way that Mario Plus Rabbids plays with the non-grid-based strategy RPG gameplay, I think would actually fit Resident Evil really well. And then you could kind of, you know, explore a mansion that way. And and bet- as you explore the mansion, yeah. you're you're then, you know, fighting zombies. And then maybe you exit the mansion in like after the first couple levels. And then you go into Raccoon City um, and then you're kind of go like the levels take place kind of a different environments in Raccoon City. And then maybe after mm-hmm. that, you can go into like the subway system or go into all kinds of areas of Raccoon City, but like I, I Resident Evil has been a series that's been around since the PS1. And I'm they there are so many games of the series, but they've never done an RPG in Resident Evil at all. Like they've done all kinds mm-hmm. of spin-offs before. There's been like multiplayer spin-off shooters of Resident Evil. There's been light gun Resident Evil games, but they've never done an RPG before. And as someone who's a, like mm-hmm. a Resident Evil fan who loves, you know, survival horror and, and loves Resident Evil, and again, we've we've seen you know, RPGs in in horror actually work out with stuff like Parasite Eve or Corpse Party. Like, I think the horror genre needs more RPGs. And I think Resident mm-hmm. Evil is a perfect fit with something like this. And, and even if you didn't want to do a complete ripoff of Mario plus Rabbids, you, you could do something more like way more serious in tone and do something like XCOM or Wasteland 3. Um, I but was with, thinking Wasteland 3. Yeah, that was, that was my number one thing with this game. Um, I'm super down. With this one um resident evil has never resonated with me because i i don't know i just never got into the horror genre itself mm-hmm. um but this would definitely get me into resident evil i've really wanted to get into resident evil it's just every time i do i feel so and this is just with every horror game i play it's just i feel i always i, I always struggle mm-hmm. like i get into it and I'm like i feel this defenseless i feel slow and muddy i don't know what to do and ah, but that's the <laughs> point though they want that's how they get you scared or make the moments more tense by you know yeah. constricting your gameplay options a little bit like they, a lot of times yeah. that, some of that stuff is like designed in on purpose like the whole reason why the original resident evil has like the tank controls and then the the static camera movements wasn't because of oh the technology goodness. at the time but it was just to make it scarier and to make it more tense because you didn't have these like super responsive controls to get through the environment it was more like picking yeah. and choosing your battles and knowing like when to run and when to fight which was interesting yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I think that could, that experience could t- translate over really translate really well into some kind of strategy RPG, whether it's again more like the Mario and Rabbids kind of free freestyle one, or like a a grid based strategy RPG. I think either way, it would be really awesome. So I'm thinking also Mutineer Zero is is another um, kind of game that got in. I, it's not horror, but it's definitely darker, much yeah. more grim, like. I would be totally down. So the the developers, the bearded ladies. So if the bearded ladies, I think they're owned by um, the big company. I forgot the THQ Nordic. Yeah, now, Embracer. They, like Embracer. So either they're under Deep Silver yeah. or you know one of those other companies. Yeah. Anyways, I want the bearded ladies to make this game because I think they would do a very good job at the um, kind of just the um, it's it's horror, but it, they know how to like make sure the games not struggles but like it's gonna be hard yeah to, to get through this game uh make it horror i guess yeah of course so. yeah just super cool especially like when you see like a liquor or you know some of the classic resident evil like enemies you could bring in someone like mr x or you know nemesis or something like that <laughs> yeah. as like a boss character and then as soon as you see them you're like oh crap we gotta run and get out of here as quickly as possible get to like the you know the next stage and trying to escape and stuff like that i get again I'm, I'm like giddy just talking about it like i could imagine just so many cool possibilities with Resident Evil as, as an RPG that I'm just, I'm getting, I'm surprised Capcom's so cool. just never thought about doing it before. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, that sounds super neat. Of course they had to, you know, go off and, and try to make mo- uh, that multiplayer game that they just, Oh, reverse again. I- Resident Evil reverse, which, oh, uh, is Lord. finally coming out. Kara. It's finally coming out next Jeez. month. So yeah, get ready we'll for see that. See how that goes. It's uh, coming in high. Uh, everyone. Yeah, so please be excited for for Resident Evil (laughs) Reverse. But uh, anyways, Garrett, those are my first two. I I, I think I've started off pretty strong. We've had some good picks so far. That's pretty good. uh, Garrett, hit me with your second pick. What do you got next? All right. So this is one of my favorite video game franchises of all time. Uh, Really moved me, Um, but it's not an RPG. Um, And it would be really cool to see it as an RPG. And I. I'm glad you said tactical RPG Mario plus drives because I was thinking of the same thing as well. Um, Bioshock. Yes. You ever heard of this franchise? Yes, of course I had to mention this just because Bioshock, um, I, I love um, all three games, Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite um, a great deal. I don't think like one's really better than the other. I think one, I think all of them have its like pros and cons to it. But yeah. overall, I love the world building of this franchise they did a fantastic job of just like going through the political motives behind making a utopian kind of society whether it's underneath the ocean or above in the sky and then on top of that bring a little bit of that american history in there like kind of just tie in together i thought that was super neat made it really grounded but then the kind of apocalyptic horror vibe behind bioshock was really that got me with the big daddies the the little sisters and then all the magic and kind of like the enemies that go crazy in there oh man i just would love a tactical role-playing game based off of the bioshock atmosphere and franchise i think that would be really cool have a team that you needed to like go through a certain level just like in a Bioshock level, mm-hmm. but instead in a tactical setting. 
instead of just one person yourself going through this adventure, you're going to have a crew of members going through this adventure. And as you go through this game, you're going to probably gain other friends throughout the way or make enemies. I think that would be super cool as well. Um, I could see it being both underneath the ocean and then back up into the sky in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be super neat. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Ryan, but they ch- they were developing this type of game. Oh, one hundred percent! Literally, the whole time you were talking, Garrett, I was I, I was yes. ready to pounce. I was ready to be like, yes. you know, this pitch is exactly the same as Ken Levine's yes. pitch for the Bioshock PlayStation Vita game, right? <laughs> Yes, and it would have been wonderful. It would have been amazing, <laughs> like, especially on Vita. Like, oh my God, it yes. would have been so good. It might have been one of the best games on but, Vita. Of course, Sony had to pull out support of the Vita, and Kevin Levine being Kevin Levine, he, you know, if it's not perfect, he's not going to approve of it. He's not going to sign off on it. So, yeah, yeah, um, it was going to be a hard game to come to fruition, but the idea of it just... Like from beginning to end and putting it on a handheld device like that yeah. would have been so cool at the time. Um, so, yeah, I just want to bring this this game up. Like I just like, come on, guys, you, you know, you want to do it again. I know you're m- making Bioshock for whatever new Bioshock game you want to play. But if that becomes successful, you have another avenue to go through. And that is a tactical RPG. And it would be pretty great to have this in a bioshock universe like that's so many things you can do it still kills me that we never got that game like that it's it's up there with like the 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 canceled games that i wanted the most like but it's up there on the list that list consists of you know bioshock on vita um full throttle 2 with like the the sequel to the um the tim schafer game Mm -hmm. and then starcraft ghost the stealth like metal gear (laughs) solid starcraft game like that those are the three games that i wished that we we would have gotten that we just never got that got canceled um so Mm -hmm. yeah like you you're spot on with bioshock again for all the reasons we talked about with infamous where i think like you know slowing down the combat and making it turn-based just allows them to tell the story in a different and more interesting way than than they they ever could in in first person with you know the mainline games again the story itself is very rich and and it is great in the the three main bioshock games but imagining that level of storytelling but in like a slower paced more cinematic rpg like please like that's just a no-brainer like yes please give it to me right now but yes uh, and we know a bioshock 4 is (sighs) in development at some point and we did hear you know rumblings about it being taking place in antarctica and all kinds of details about the game but uh not RPG by the sounds of it, unfortunately. Which makes me yeah, sad. it sounds like going to be another first person, which I think they should. I think if you bring back Bioshock, it should be oh, yeah. in that vein to just remind people. But then if that becomes successful, you got this other thing that you know you want to do, and it would be super cool to see yeah. um, that come to fruition again. Well, yeah, you so, don't want to pull yeah. a Metroid Prime Federation 4s or a Valkyrie Elysium where you have like, a, a franchise that's been dead for, you know, 15 years, finally come back and it's something completely different from what the actual of course it series is. is. So, yeah. At yeah. some point, I do hope they go so. back to the well on that one because I think it's still a, a, an amazing idea that's just sitting there waiting for someone to do that. I need to replay those games, man. It's been a while. Bioshock 1 was very memorable for me. Mm-hmm. I, I actually played it pretty late, like 2000. Um, it's like 2013. 
yeah. or something like that. I mean, so, I, yeah. I recently played them again last year and uh, they still look amazing and still play really well. Yeah. I still really enjoyed going through them last year. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, the um, remastered versions are pretty good. Uh, like the ones on currently PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Really well made. Yeah. Yeah. They updated them specifically for PS4 Pro and One uh, X. So you've actually got some yeah. really good enhancements um, if you're playing them on PS5 and Series X as well. But So go for it. Yeah. Anyways, Garrett, I, for my next one, I thought about this one a lot because uh, I don't know if you knew this, Garrett, but I've been playing this little game that's been, you know, been out for a couple of weeks called Overwatch 2. And uh, it's super oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. And there's lots of, you know, colorful mm-hmm. heroes in that game. Um, and we're still waiting for the single player for that game to come out at some point. Um, but it's a, a first point, person yeah. shooter. If only they had this really rich world with tons of amazing characters um, and then they could put them in an RPG. I, I, I think an Overwatch <laughs> RPG yeah. would be incredible. Like, especially with the and the mm. way that you would work in this giant, you know, cast of characters that you have in Overwatch is you do a grid based overhead Fire Emblem style strategy RPG with Overwatch and have like, you know, all the different heroes have their different abilities, like Reinhardt, for example, mm. with his giant shield and his giant hammer kind of being like the, the, the tank of your party and kind of trying having abilities to like taunt kind of some of the enemies that you run into um, where you might have, you know, mercy trying um, on, on your grid, you know, going to heal like your tank character. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some of either uh, your other characters that you can choose from. Of course, I'm imagining a game like fire emblem where you have like a party of 10 overwatch characters that you yeah, throw in. And okay. then you unlock like all like 40 overwatch characters, you know, throughout your, throughout the, your, your, the entirety of the experience. And you have like one giant party towards the end of the game. Um, like mm-hmm. this is a franchise just kind of like League of Legends where like there's so much room for this franchise to grow because of, again, all the rich world building they've done through all the different animated shorts they've done with the novels and comics and other thing, other media that they've done outside the games that mm-hmm. I really think that they could do something else in other genres, kind of like League of Legends did with the Rune King that I talked about last year which was like a turn-based RPG in the League of Legends universe. Um, Like, I think like Blizzard could do an awesome um, strategy role-playing game with, with the Overwatch characters and have them all, you know, with your abilities and tell a great story. And I think it just, it lends well to other game types. I also could even see Overwatch being like eventually like a third person action adventure game or like, you know, an Overwatch sports game. I think they could do at some point, like they could do all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy stuff with this franchise, but specifically I want them to do an RPG character because I'm selfish. And that's just as someone who's a fan of Overwatch, I, this is something I really want them to do at some point or at least explore the mm-hmm. idea of doing an Overwatch RPG, even if it's not exactly what I've described. Maybe if they do like, focus on three or four characters and then do like a turn-based RPG kind of like League of Legends did. Um, I still think that they could, there's a lot of room in this space for a franchise like Overwatch. So that's one I'd love to see as an RPG somewhere down. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I really liked Overwatch one uh, when I played it back in, I forgot, like 2016. Yeah, that's what it came out. 2017. It was game of the year Um, 2016 at a lot of outlets. Wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. actually one of the first games I got when I got my Xbox One S. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so I, I'm so surprised because I'm not too surprised. Blizzard kind of does a lot of lore building mm-hmm. around their games so much. 
I'm very surprised, not WoW, but like their other franchises, they're not like, you, you don't have a fully fleshed RPG. What? Like you, you created all this. Like yeah. you, you literally created this whole world and you're just going to do, you're just going to do a multiplayer shooter. I'm, I'm not saying it was like, you know, probably lower in the total poll. That's great. You did a, you know, a multiplayer shooter. That's great. Like mm. I'm sure you're getting a lot of um, bands around it, but you're not doing an overall playing game. Like you're not doing anything else. You've done like, 75% of the work. Yeah. With this lore. Okay, now you got to build a story and then you got to build the game. Okay, that'll take a long time. But man, you got the lore down. Yeah. Like it's there. Like y- you've done it. So And the name brand's yeah, well no, established. Like people will buy it. People will light up to buy this game whatever exactly. whatever else they put decide to put out. Again, even if they didn't want to do an an a, a RPG with it, even if they made like any other spin-off game of Overwatch, it would sell. And uh, yeah. which is why like again they wouldn't have to worry about money with that which you, again all the questions you're asking Garrett, are the same questions that people asked riot for years before they finally caved and you know after running league of legends for 15 years they finally put out something else besides league <laughs> of legends so yeah that, and that's kind yeah. of the predicament you know that blizzard's in at this point where i hope at some point hopefully it doesn't take 15 years to get there but i hope at some point they do something else with this franchise that's not just an over uh, like a multiplayer shooter yeah, over and, and I'm sure Overwatch Two is great. It's just I hear it's just very. I mean, I middling. love it. I've been playing it a lot. So, yeah, yeah, I heard it's just hard to transition over. There's some great things. The queues were heard were super long. Yeah. Um. Initially, of course. Yeah, always. all that's been fixed. There's um, not fifty thousand people in queue in front of me every time I sign in anymore. Okay, that's good. Um. By the way, I didn't yeah, make up that would, number. You know, superfluously. That actually was a thing that happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I think it would benefit them to just at least try. I understand it, their hesitation though. It would take a lot of resources to make a game like this. So yeah, it's a high. It it, it would be high stakes. So, mm-hmm. anyways, it nice. would be cool to see. All right, actually, Garrett. Before you move on, I have a quick one. I'll do real quick. Um, and then go we'll for it. Yeah. Next one. Um, my next one before my last one. Um. It's this little game called The Sims, Garrett. I think The Sims would make a fantastic. I already see you're just like, what is Ryan talking about here? So, I mean, you know, all those farming simulators, Garrett, now that are RPGs, you know, you got Harvest Moon. You got, you know, Disney Dreamlight Valley. You've got, you know, you got Harvest Stella. You know, why isn't it The Sims turn to do an RPG. Just think about it, Garrett. Cause, cause again, like just like, you know, the, the overwatch comparison that we just did like over, like the Sims has been a franchise since like the mid nineties. And then pretty much every Sims game they've put out is just another version of the Sims. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's themed. It's different. Sometimes it's got vampires or sometimes, you know, you're partying at people's apartments um, like that. Sometimes they, the catch is uh, you, your babies now have different color clothes now. Um, but for the most part, the Sims has never really tried to do like a game in the Sims universe. That's a different type of franchise. So again, the, the idea that I kind of came up with it with this is they could do like a straight ripoff of something like Harvest Moon, but set it in the Sims universe. They have already done like the, the cottage expansion for the Sims four, which is kind of like Harvest Moon in a lot of ways where you kind of got this farm and you're at this cottage and it's very much like that type of experience anyways. 
They just they just need to go that extra step and just make it a, a, a side a side game called the Sim Stories or something stupid like that. Um, give your your Sim like some, you know, levels and have have some action combat where you're fighting some monsters. Because, again, your Sims already, you know, brawl and fight other Sims in the Sims now. Anyways, you know, what's what's the difference of adding a combat engine to that? Because, you know, my werewolf f- sometimes will fight a vampire Sim just because because they just feel like fighting. So why not translate that into an action RPG? I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Again, Ooh. I'm just seeing the, the the disbelief on your face. So Garrett, just I'm ready for your questions. I, <laughs> I, I just the Sims kind of like, you know, I'm I'm in awe of because I I know a lot of people enjoy this game and I understand that. I The role playing game, you just really want them to get into more just non-sim stuff like the very wacky stuff i mean the sims is already a very wacky game and again they try like all kinds of they they add some rpg elements to the sims from time to time like uh, my sim for example has like this giant skill tree already with like all these different skills that i that i earn by you know doing different tasks or you know when you become a vampire or a werewolf you have your own skill tree for being a werewolf or a vampire that then you you kind of level up but it doesn't have a level up system in the same way an rpg has which is why i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like they're like halfway there at this point so like they, there's a framework there to make like a pretty smooth transition to making a, a, like a Sims, you know, standalone RPG game. So are you just controlling one person or multiple people in the Sims? I, I thought it was everyone. So you control everyone that is in the household that you're controlling. So my household in the Sims okay. only has one person in it, which, which is me. So I only really am controlling the one person. Now, you know, when I got married in The Sims, you know, my my uh, my wife lived with me. So I controlled my wife and I also controlled the toddler that we had and the the five other Mm. children that we had. But then they all left me, Garrett. They all left my house because they don't like me very much. Um, But uh, yeah, so (laughs) back to being. but, but, But you know, for the most part in The Sims, you're only it's not like. It's not like um like a roller coaster tycoon or something where you're not controlling the entire mm-hmm. world of the Sims at once. You're only really focused on one family at a time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is a lot to think about because I I'm as you can tell I don't I'm not familiar with the Sims so yeah. I you know I'm more inclined to believe you that it would be it, it would be great to put in an RPG in terms of like a like a farming sim slash RPG in a way. I I believe that a little bit more um, than anything else, but that that's a stretch for me. Well, again, I had to have at least one goofy game on here and the Sims definitely kind of fit that bill. And also it's just very topical because to luckless point, I'm actually going to be streaming the Sims on Thursday because people have been asking Mm -hmm. They praying, no, they begging for me to be playing The Sims on stream. And it's finally cool. happening on Thursday. So I'm finally going to do like a face reveal showing my Sim off that I've been talking about for months and months and months on the Xbox drive. So that's why it's very tough. Is The Sims 5 going to come out soon? Yeah, they actually just announced it at a at a press conference last week. <laughs> OK, yeah, but, that's what but I it's, thought. It's like, probably yeah. like 2024, 2025 at the earliest, I think. Um, Because The Sims 4 just went free to play this week. So everyone can play it now. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But anyways, Garrett, you know, we're uh, 49 minutes in and we we have two more games left. So Garrett, give me your last game. 
Uh, I actually got two more, but I'll be oh. super quick. Um, one is uh, the Horizon series. Um, I want to, you know, get into that because I know Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. You got Aloy. Um, it's an action adventure game. It has a lot of great RPG mm-hmm. elements into it as, you know, like a lot of other games. But I think you can make it more role-playing game um, and make it super fun if it, it, going down that route. And so hear me out. I want a Horizon game where you can build your own character and just be set into this universe, this Horizon universe. Um, not following a story in a sense. You can have a mainline story like Fallout, Skyrim, or whatever, but I would definitely like more agency behind choice and also customization with the character. Mm. I think Aloy's characters, while you can do different stuff, um, there's a lot of tips and tricks. You can, you know, have um, some bombs and grenades. You can have some, your bows have different arrows. I understand that. And you have traps. You can put booby traps all around. Uh, But she is kinetic. She's always fast. She's always there doing her thing and dodging and weaving different robots and stuff i want a character that's a little bit more customizable i would like to be super fast and super stealthy or i would like to be more tank heavy and like Mm. just go all at it so i would like to just have some more agency behind customization of gear and skills behind the horizon universe i would i would love a, a kind of revamped skill system not this typical oh go up a skill tree and whatever it's like no you kind of build your level based off of your gameplay. Like you don't get to choose, you get to choose what you play and then you can level up the certain skills and then you can add certain perks to those gameplay. So um, I think I'm down with like, so think of like a Skyrim kind of slash Vala version um, in a horizon setting. Okay. That's what I'd be super down with. So so not um, a Horizon MMO because that's where I thought you were leaning uh, no. there for just a teensy bit cuz all your all the things you're describing also kind of work in the MMO framework a little bit, Garrett. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't like well, I I would like an MMO setting in a sense of um kind of what I've explained, but I wouldn't like a multiplayer game in general. Oh, yeah. Just uh single player well you could do Skyrim something like Fallout final fantasy version. 14 where it is mostly a single mm-hmm. player game that you know if you want to play with other people you can kind of thing yeah. yeah yeah so there you go that's that's my pitch is the horizon uh series game that just has more agency behind customization skills and it can have some choice or whatever but it's just i think that's what i want a little bit more out of the horizon games is mm-hmm. that Um, and then last one I want to mention is I absolutely love the kind of the atmosphere behind Titanfall. Okay. And that's a good, what I would be. Yes. I would be super down with a Titanfall open world. Just go crazy. First person RPG where Mm -hmm. you just set off in the universe and you can just do whatever I'm thinking of. I played rage Two. Um, over a weekend and I know it's like kind of middling but it was a blast for me just to go through all those different types of stuff and and like go through different locations or whatever just have that with Titanfall and just like let me just go off into the world and just explore and just you know go into certain locations just shoot things down and do quests and just like man I would be so down for an open world 
uh, action first person shooter role playing game set in the Titanfall universe. That would um, be so cool. I'm yeah. actually kind of surprised. I'm now kind of like kind of want that game now, Garrett, because that sounds yes, really fun. So there <laughs> you go. You may have your robot or not. Maybe you can recruit a robot companion along the way. Um, but man, um, I think Titanfall and Call of Duty has the tightest first person mechanics ever. I just wish there was a role playing game version of it because there isn't. Yeah. The closest I've had was Rage 2. And Rage 2 was, it was cool, but it was just, eh, yeah. it was just. Well, even okay. if they didn't want to do it really in Rage 2 style, too. they could do something like Destiny Titanfall or something yeah. like that. But even oh, make Destiny it, but just make it more one. single yeah. player focused kind of thing. Like, I think that'd be really interesting too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be super down with that. So nice. Anyways, right. those my, are my last two. And then I got my last one, Garrett. Which is, you know, I, everyone knows I love fighting games. And I think there's a lot of fighting game franchises that would work really well as RPGs. But we just don't see that all that often. We don't see a lot of, you know, spin-off games of a lot of fighting games. But the one fighting game that I think would make an excellent RPG is Guilty Gear from Arc System Works. I actually think mm-hmm. the Guilty Gear franchise, similar to what I was talking about Overwatch, there's a giant cast of, you know, really lovable and interesting and well-written characters over the guilty gear games going forward, like the, the games themselves, the single player campaign for the guilty gear games are basically visual novels for the most part that, or Mm -hmm. in the, in the case of the newest game, guilty gear strive, instead of doing the visual novel, they just made like a three hour movie that you just watch in the in-game engine Mm. with the, the, the different characters. And I'm like, this is really cool, but what if they had, you know, these cinematics and this storytelling that they didn't strive with the, the giant movie that they did. But what if there was like RPG elements that you could with the environments you could explore, like some of them takes place in in like the Washington, D.C. And you could go explore like mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. as like these military dudes um, or you could explore like the, the desert with soul bad guy or um, you could you could work as like Kai Kisuke to track down some dudes or and, and having them like come to all the characters kind of come together in this like turn based RPG. I, I think would be like really, really, really cool. And especially because then you would, you could, with it being a turn-based RPG, you could then use some of the characters' special moves from the, the fighting game as like your skills for the different characters. Like it kind of just writes itself when you think about it a little bit. But Guilty yeah, Gear is a no, series that, that cool. believe it or not, just has like a lot of great storytelling in its games. But just most people don't, you know, play that portion because Guilty Gear already is a niche enough series as it is. Um, but then most of the people that are really into it are just into the competitive fighting scene uh, at this point. So they mm. mostly just avoid all the single player stuff, which is why, again, the main reason why they didn't have any gameplay elements in, you know, the, the campaign for Strive. They just made it a movie instead that you can just watch if you want to get the story. So um, mm. I imagine I'm just imagining the level of storytelling they have in that three hour movie, which is awesome. Like, it's really amazing and, and you know, well told well voice acted like imagining that in an rpg with like that level of storytelling i think would be amazing so guilty gear is kind of my my last pick here but then i also had some auto mentions here and i'm just gonna fly through go these. for it um speaking of fighting game franchises mortal kombat i actually think mortal kombat would make like a really good rpg f- series that could be like really goofy and fun like they more than anyone could do the mario rabbits like very goofy rpg with something like mortal yeah. kombat like i think that'd be super cool um, Halo, I think Halo as a series okay, Halo. would be like yeah. a really cool, like either action RPG series or um, like strategy RPG series. Metal Gear Solid, I think would be an interesting pick for an RPG series as well. Maybe doing something more like a Bioware RPG kind of thing. But with Metal Gear Solid, 
Um, Dead Space. That'd be cool. If you want to bring in more horror stuff, Dead Space, I think would make like a really cool like Parasite Eve like RPG. And then, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to, you know, the heart of hearts here, Starcraft. I mean, Starcraft is one of my favorite franchises Starcraft. of all time. Yeah. And just like Overwatch, like the fact that, you know, Starcraft Ghost got canceled, which was the only Starcraft spinoff we ever were ever going to get. And they've never made one since with how long Starcraft's been a franchise since, you know, 1997 at this point. Like, I just want them to do an RPG as Starcraft, whether it's a, you know, a, yeah. they, they did the one like um, April Fool's joke for 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 blizzard because every year blizzard does like an april fool's joke on april fool's day um and one year they did world of starcraft which was like a world of warcraft mmo but with starcraft and they had like actual screenshots of that that they like developed themselves like in in the world of warcraft engine but with the starcraft characters and i'm like why why is this an april fool's joke instead of a real game like what are you yeah. doing blizzard like oh my god like, <laughs> and again, we just keep pointing out blizzard because again they 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 have like so many of these franchises that they again they just build up the all the the they do all this world building to have them again just kind of be slotted in mm-hmm. one genre but they they really would make great R, uh, rbgs of some kind so there you go mm-hmm. those are my honorable mentions but garrett we should jump into some of these listener submissions as well because we got a few of these so let's start with Blaze Knight. And this one's a bit of a reader. So stand, hang tight, Garrett. Buckle in your seatbelts here. Uh, Blaze Knight says, such an engaging question. I apologize in advance for the lengthy answer. I'd love to see more horror RPGs. So a character driven horror franchise like Resident Evil or Fatal Frame would lend themselves to the genre really, really well. I'd also like to see how a stealth-based RPG would plan out. So series like Metal Gear, A Plague Tale, Shadow Tactics, uh, Blade of the Shogun, or Wildfire would be really good. Also, good candidates for tactical RPGs would be Mass Effect, State of Decay, and The Walking Dead. So hmm. a lot to unpack there. Some really good stuff. Is there anything that stands out in Blazite submissions, Garrett, to you? I would be down for the Walking Dead tactical RPG. I would be super down. Um, a Plague Tale is interesting. Um, I, I probably don't see it too much, but Metal Gear stealth based RPG for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally see it. And and Mass um, Effect, a lot, a lot of good choices. Yeah, Mass Effect. I still can't believe they haven't like they, when they um, after Andromeda with as their kind of their side game. That was more like Mass Effect. Like I would love. I I still can't believe they don't have like a strategy role-playing game based off mass effect or just a strategy game based off mass effect or some other you know game in the mass effect universe yeah it'd be really interesting uh the developers for xcom like they would develop this like a yeah heartbeat and be amazing if only ea and 2k get to get along well enough for that to work because fraxis is owned by 2k but that's true yeah yeah well next up we got grouchy surge who says, I would love to see an actual Zelda RPG, and I'd love to see some sports RPGs as well. But horror, I want a really good, deep, bloody, scary horror RPG. Again, lots of love for the horror RPGs. It just, it just shows yeah. like, like the, the fact that we just don't have horror RPGs released now. It's just it's a crime against humanity, Garrett. It's kind of crazy, yeah. especially with the big horror genre going on. There's a lot of horror games, like even the next few months. Yep. coming out there's a lot of well, good yeah. stuff next year we've um, got again next year we've got you know resident evil we've got dead space we may have silent hill 2 and then you know i don't know if you saw this garrett but this got me to spam the um, uh, eye emoji 
on Twitter like it was nobody's business. Um, a trademark leaked for for a new Parasite Eve game. And I yes. am busting from that news. I can't I believe that's real that. life. And please don't give me the hope that that's a re- that Parasite Eve is coming back if it's not, because that's the one thing I want more than anything is Parasite Eve to come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually surprised either of us picked Zelda. I purposely didn't put Zelda on my list because I figured Garrett might actually put Zelda on his. I just, you know, I have I have it as a joke, as a card-based RPG, but, like, honestly, I don't know how... I don't know how Zelda would be an RPG, like, too much. I've Because pl- the closest we got was Zelda, Zelda 2. Like, Zelda 2 is yeah. pretty... I talked about it before on the show. But Zelda 2 is basically just an action RPG. So, I mean, that's um, the closest yeah. we'll probably ever see to Zelda as an RPG. Yeah, I, I just other than that, I just don't see it in any other spin for a role playing game. I don't want it to be a choice or agent based RPG. I don't want it to be a tactical role playing game. I don't want to be like, yeah, it would have to be an action RPG of some kind. Yeah. So yeah, just make it so, like Kingdom yeah. Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Zelda. That's all we need. Okay. Oh, oh, that look. Gosh. Oh, that look is so <laughs> good. Gave me a headache. Also, we've got some <laughs> good sports one. RPGs out there too, to Grouchy Sir's point. I mean, we there's do. there's a uh, golf story. Um, there's also Mario Kart, uh, sorry, Mario Golf on Game Boy Advance. Um, Advance Tour is like a really good RPG. It, like some mm. people might call that the Chrono Trigger of sports games, but there's a there's some good choices out there. And we know a sports story yeah. is coming at some point too. So I think I think there's some good sports RPGs coming, but maybe more of them to Grouchy Search point may be interesting. Mm-hmm. Next be up, Nagashaka says, I think that the Batman Arkham games would make a great card-based RPG game series. Your party could be made up of Batman, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood. Attack cards can consist of melee attacks or different bat gadgets. Make it happen, Rocksteady, is what Nagachaka said. Which again, it's funny he says this because Gotham Knights is actually an action RPG. And it's 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 not just me saying that, like the game is marketed as an RPG. So I mean, you know, they yeah. they have just released an a Batman RPG that has all the characters Nagachaka put in, but again, his spin in the card one is really interesting. Garrett is the resident card RPG person on this on this phone call. What do you think about this idea? A thousand percented. I'm so down with this. I would be ecstatic to see a superhero based card RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I Nagachaka, you you did it. You, you this is like my number one answer. I he would love this because I think ba- Batman is a lot of great characters in there, a lot of great um, power ups and gadgets, as you say, in there. Yeah, you can build your own decks and and just go through a role playing game. I'm I'm down. You sold yeah. me. Or even if they didn't you, want to go did like full card RPG, like even if they did something like Voice of Cards, like that that series that's out now, where it's basically just mm-hmm. in a standard RPG, but in like yeah. card format, would be interesting too with Batman. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm actually surprised too because like Batman, the the Arkham games again, like and Gotham Knights again is an action RPG. But like this is really the first time they've really done like a Batman RPG at all. If memory serves, like I don't know of another Batman RPG that exists. So that's another series too. like and there's a lot of licensed stuff that and we talked about that before on like the best license episode that we did, which where we talked about like some games that would license games that would make great RPGs. I think, you know, Batman or other superhero RPGs um, would be really interesting to see more of. Yeah, definitely. All right. 
And then last submission before we get to our questions, because we actually have, you know, a couple of questions beyond this. This one comes to us from Skycatcher Gaming, who says non-RPG series should be Sonic to take an RPG uh, and also Streets of Rage or Ninja Turtles. Well, fun fact, Skycatcher Gaming, there already is a Sonic RPG that you can go play right now on your Nintendo DS. Sonic Chronicle the Dark Brotherhood made by Bioware exists as an RPG, but doing a new Sonic RPG would be really interesting and cool. I agree with that. Um, But Streets of Rage, I think that'd be interesting too, but Streets of Rage is like, it's a beat-em-up and there's not really a lot of lore there. So I'm like, I don't know how they translate that to an RPG really well, but Ninja Turtles, now we're talking. I think like that would like we talked about that on the the license episode, but I think like a Ninja Turtle RPG cool. that's turn based with the four turtles as your party members, like yes, it just writes itself. Just please, and, and then you that. can like kind of translate characters if you want to. You can have other companions on the side. I would be yeah. down for a Ninja Turtles RPG. Yeah. And there's so many interesting bosses that the Ninja Turtles fight, kind of like your your point with Batman. Um, so I think they could have like really interesting yeah. enemy design and stuff with a Turtles RPG. So, yeah, I, again, I'm surprised that, you know, that never happened in the Konami era or they just it's never happened for Turtles. They've never done an RPG for Turtles before. So they just don't give it to Platinum. Just just don't do that. Just give it to someone else. Please. Oh, come on. Babylon's <laughs> fall turned out bright. Great, Garrett. It's fine. It's fine. The and the Ninja Turtles, oh, whatever in time. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, also, Garrett, how hilarious is it going to be that this year it's entirely possible that that uh, Platinum comes out with the worst rated game of the year and one of the best rated games in the exact same year? They put out both of them because because they I did mean, Babylon's Fall and they, they got an achievement. Three. So yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. I'm yeah, actually really excited shutting to see down these. service. I'm excited to see Bayonetta reviews this week because, again, the game's out on Friday. Me too. So, yeah. I I mean, I hear it's a great series, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to the third one. And, yeah. you know, Platinum, when they really want to hit, they'll hit. Yeah. So I think it will be a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I think Bayonetta is going to hit. And uh, I'm really excited to play it this week. But anyways, let's let some of our friends in to the cave with us as well, because, again, we've got a couple or I guess like two questions kind of linked together. So we're going to start with this one from Delroy, who asks general, just a general RPG question. Is the Royal content worth another hundred plus hours for people who have played vanilla Persona 5 already? And why does Nagachaka need to drop everything and place Persona 5 Royal right now while it's on Game Pass? And then Nagachaka actually responded to this. And this kind of feels into this question. Mm -hmm. um, And he asks, What's so special about Persona 5 Royal? So, um, mm. Garrett, first of all, I don't think you've yes. played the Royal content, right? I think you've only played the base game. I have not. Yeah. No, I plan on playing it very soon. That's that's the one game I will play on Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll play other games, but... You better this, play Persona I'll 3 play on them. Game Pass next year, Garrett, because we need to talk about yes. it next year at some point. I, I'm playing a Plague Tale Requiem right now on Game Pass, so it's it's filling up. Yeah. For sure. Um... Oh, yeah. So I've played the Royal content before. Again, I have the, the Platinum in Persona 5 Royal, um, but you don't need to play the game twice. You can only play, you only need to play through it once. Um, That's and, nice. <laughs> and I just really enjoyed going into going back into it because one of the nice things about the Royal version of the game is it doesn't just give you the extra, you know, 30 hours at the end of the game. And, and again, for starters, if you actually don't do it correctly, it doesn't even let you do the Royal content. So you, so it's, I actually encourage you if you're playing persona five Royal for the first time, you know, 
figure out the specific conditions you need to fulfill to unlock the realm. Look it up. Yeah, make sure yeah, to look it look up. It up. Look, look up like a spoiler-free walkthrough about it because um, you're going to want to see that content because this is really good. Like, it's actually like a really good, you know, 30 hours to kind of end the story because it, it's, it's, it takes place after where the ending would have take, taken place in Persona 5. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so, crazy. Yeah, but one of the nice things they did about the Royal version as well is they added all kinds of new interesting features um, to the way that the combat works or they added new confidants for you to to explore. So there's a lot more to the game than just the content that's at the end of the game. Um, and I think that the the experience just all around is just so much more, so much smoother and so much better from start to finish. So um, I think it is worth it to go back, but it just depends on like, you know, it's, it's not something that if you've already played Persona 5 already and you and you're not like, craving like a second playthrough of that game then then maybe not ju- don't jump into it right away um but it's a thing you should play at some point if you are interested in playing this content because i think it's definitely worth it especially if you're ever going to replay this game don't go back and play mm-hmm. og Persona Five. play royal instead because again the yeah. the gameplay tweaks that they do to the game combined with the royal content just make it a superior experience and then again i think the ending that they give you for doing the royal experience is much more fulfilling than the original ending too so there's yeah. a, a lot of good reasons to play the royal content. But Garrett, to throw things cool. back here to Nagachaka's question, I'm going to ask you, what makes Persona 5 a special game? Because again, it, it, Nagachaka's oh, never okay. played Persona 5 um, at all. Persona 5 is one of the best um, JRPGs out there. I just think from beginning to end, it's such a unique experience. The Persona series going through and the writing behind this game, it, it does a really good job of like mixing in the visual novel stuff um, behind all the different characters and building their relationships and then setting a JRPG setting right in the, in, in there. Um, I think it's um, the combat is very nice. The turn-based combat is like Shin Megami Tensei style. You got your, your personas all around um, the world building behind this game is so cool. Um, I like, you know, being in the setting of like with the students and like figuring out all the confidant ranks and relationships going on, um, figuring out this, uh, kind of the cases going on over and over again and figuring out the mystery behind it, stealing the hearts of other people, man. Yeah, no, the story is just a roller coaster. The gameplay is fantastic all around. Yeah. It's one of the more influential RPGs for me Yeah, that in persona four golden, um, really big highlights for me yeah and again the one um, i can't step, wait to play persona 5 royal you yeah know. and the one step up this has over the other persona games as well is even just the visual design and the way like it's it's yeah. i love the use of you know the color red and just the way that just the visual designs of the characters and the environments just look i i love all that stuff but also too you know the other persona games don't take place in Tokyo. And this is the first one that does. And I love just the representation representation of the city of Tokyo in persona five and, and how you can explore all the different, you know, uh, places in, in Tokyo itself. Like you can go to Akihabara, mm-hmm. you can go to Shinjuku, you can go to all these different places and kind of, you know, get like a mini tour of like all of the, 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 the most popular places in Tokyo, you know, in, in a video game. And it, and as someone who's been to all those places before, it's like very accurate to like mm-hmm. the real life experience in a lot of ways. So cool. Um, so yeah. getting to experience that in a video game was also really special to me. Um, cause again, I had actually, um, played, you know, persona, uh, five, uh, after going to Tokyo for the first time. So it was really cool to see a bunch of spots that I actually recognize 
um, from visiting the place in the video game. So I just love that attention to detail to it. But also, again, the music in Persona is amazing, especially Persona 5. I love like the jazz uh, the soundtrack great, yeah. that go, got going on there. And then in Royal, they did a bunch of new tracks for it as well. Um, but what's also interesting about the Game Pass version of it, because it comes with all the DLC, if you don't, for some reason, like the music in Persona 5 Royal, you can actually swap it out for soundtracks for the older Persona games. Like you could sw- swap the music with Persona 4's music or Persona 3's music or 2 or 1 or some of the spinoff games. Like it's it's so cool. And it almost feels like the Royal version in particular with the DLC just feels like kind of like a celebration of just the Persona series in general with across all the games. So super yeah. cool. I can't wait to play it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely play on Game Pass and I will finish it before it leaves Game Pass. I think it will probably be a year yeah, or maybe two year deal. Sega like tends that, to go so. a little bit longer than Square Enix. Square Enix is usually like the the, the one year exactly. Um, with a lot of their games, but Sega, like the, the Yakuza games, for example, had been there forever. Like they took them like two They've or three been years for a while. Left. Yeah. Yeah. But so, who knows? cool. But anyways, that's going to do it for the quest this week. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of the show. So um, before I throw it to plugs, Garrett, next week, um, it's going to be a very yes. interesting episode. It's going to be a spooktacular Spooky. episode because because next week's episode is going to take place on Halloween. Um, I may or may not Ooh. be wearing a costume. Uh, we might be talking nice. about I might be talking about a very spooky game with a cool guest um, that I've wanted nice. to talk about on the show for forever. So I'm so excited for next week's episode. Um, so I just want to give a little tease for next week's kind of spooktacular episode of the RPG game. But now I'm going to say Garrett Plux go. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Bland Explosion. You can also find me on the Nintendo Shack, part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network, where we're live each and every Friday night um, when uh, Rebecca's PC is working yeah. over at uh, twitch.tv slash PSVG. Um, we're normally live like at night, and then we release on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Google and all the podcast services. So go check us out there. And that's pretty much it, Ryan. What about you? As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming. If you want to hang out and talk to Court Levon, he's over there. <laughs> also on YouTube at youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming and on podcast services around the globe. So for Garrett Bland, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the nicest level of the RPG cave, yes. aka the 69th level of the RPG cave. And we're out. Bye-bye. The RPG Caves Mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, and we want to thank our ultimate producers, starting with Robbie Bobby Miller, Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. Please subscribe to them over at youtube.com slash Pixels today. Dallas Ford, the co-host of The Blame Game. You can support Dallas over on YouTube and get those guys to 100 subs. Jonathan Brown, his new EP from PME called Gems is available now on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Devaro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. All the links for all these amazing Ultimate producers are found in the show notes and make sure to support them there. Our Platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, Skinny Matt, and the Snack Network. Thank you all for all of your support. And if you want to join on up, head on over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming and choose the tier that's right for you.